Hello and welcome to the Inner Bitch, Inner Truth podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jakiri. I'm a naturopathic doctor, acupuncturist, Reiki master, but ultimately an intuitive coach that focuses on the mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of health. I help women gain the confidence to use their voice and honor themselves via the Inner Truth Quantum Healing Method. I am super passionate about bringing the big spiritual teachings and lessons down to earth in our everyday lives. And this is the journey that I've gone on myself the past seven years and have also been helping other women go through this as well. And this podcast is a place where I share what those insights are and what my downloads are so that it can help you in your life. Because if there's one big overarching thing that I have learned, it's that all that you need to heal is the present moment if you're awake and paying attention. So I hope that from this podcast, you gain clarity, some understanding, and maybe even some emotional healing around some of the things that you are going through. And one last very important thing before we get to the episode, no matter how terrible you feel about how you have been in the past or how you have been even earlier today, no matter how bad you feel about yourself, I want you to know that you are still worthy of love and that the more that you can lean into loving those parts of yourself that you don't like to see, the more that you can do that, the more love and healing and closer you get to your own inner truth. After all, this is the Inner Bitch Inner Truth Podcast. Befriend your inner bitch to reach your inner truth. All right, now let's take a breath together. And relax your jaw, relax the muscles around your eyes, relax your forehead, relax your ears, feel your shoulders drop down and your arms hang heavy, and let your belly out, and feel your energy sink into this space, and know that you can come back here and do this for yourself at any point in time. All right, let's get to the episode. Hello, my friends. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm super excited about this episode today because I'm talking about my romantic relationship and giving you some behind-the-scenes look at what it's like to be in a conscious relationship. So, If you've been following me for a while, you know that I manifested my partner, Ryan, and he was literally everything that I was looking for. But, I'm going to say a big but here, that doesn't mean that things are just totally easy and flowing all of the time. Like, There's definitely some things that I've realized since I was (laughs) really in that like honeymoon phase of like, oh my gosh, this is my person and... Uh, thinking that, you know, all of the quote-unquote toxic uh, behaviors and patterns were just gone and diminished. And now don't get me wrong, a lot of them are, but there's still some things that I want to bring to light about being in a conscious relationship because it doesn't mean that there's never any issues. There definitely is. Any kind of relationship is 
basically a mirror for your own shadow and for your own wounds. So of course, when you get into relationship with people, you're going to be reflected things within you that are unhealed. And I'm going to get into that, but basically my plan for the conversation today is to share with you two really big lessons that I learned and that I think is really important when you get into a conscious relationship with someone. And then I'm also going to be giving um, some advice on how to navigate these two uh, things that are still happening. And also there's some questions that I've gotten asked about our relationship and about the behind the scenes. So I'm going to be answering those questions at the end. All right. So if you know anything about the holistic psychologist on Instagram, she talks a lot about like trauma bonding and relationships just in general. And I was under the impression when I first got into this relationship with Ryan that he was truly my aligned match. And the thing is, he was. He totally, and he is. <laughs> he is my person that I'm going to continue to grow with in this lifetime. And the thing is, that doesn't mean that you don't have toxic cycles that you're still in. So the way that I see relationship as it is now is, you know, you're, you're hooked up, hitched on to someone who has their own programming and shadow and all the things that are still holding themselves back. And you have your own stuff as well. And what, what happens when you get in a relationship is that once the honeymoon phase has kind of passed and, you know, life throws hardship at you like it does, you begin to see these people's like patterns, their shadow patterns that come online for them and the self-sabotaging behavior that comes online for them. You begin to see those things, even in a conscious relationship, because that it's part of the human experience. We all have toxic things that are in our system that we are working through. So I think it's really important to highlight here that just because you're in a conscious relationship, it doesn't mean that those toxic things aren't there and that you're not in a trauma bond. Because truly, wherever your energetic system is vibrating at the time of entering into this new relationship, that that vibration is what dic- like that's what dictates if you're a magnetic match for someone coming in or not. And that match, it, it's meeting you at the level in which you are at. So if you know that you have subconscious beliefs that are self-sabotaging and that there's things that you are working through, you can assume that the person that you, you know, magnetically attract into your life at that time, they too have the same degree of issues within them. And that's the really big first thing that I wanted to to talk about here that I've learned is that being able to be with someone and have their shadow come up and your ability to not take it personally while also being sure that you are being respected in the way that you deserve, that's the key right there. Like that's the sweet spot. The sweet spot is being able to, you know, hold hold an anchor in who you are and see this other person coming at you, probably blaming you, coming at you as if it's your fault, like all their shadow stuff's coming at you. And you have to have the ability 
to see, oh, this is their shadow. This actually isn't about me at all. This has to do with their childhood wounding. And I also am not going to accept this behavior. So I'm going to take action and be sure that I am being respected in the way that I need. But I can I can be here. I can be in this turmoil because I, I understand the higher function of it. You know, I my, the function that I played, the role I played was to trigger this person and have them react in that way, have them feel the things that came up for them so that they can then take that feeling, take it back to the first time that they felt that way and heal the childhood wound that it's actually stemming from. That is the function of, of conscious relationships. So if you hear someone who claims to be in a conscious relationship and they never fight, they never argue, they never have any issues, that's a red flag because I don't know, too, like we are all individuals and when we are owning who we are and we get into a relationship together, there's going to be disagreements. There's going to be things that you do not see eye to eye on because you're two individuals. And if you aren't having any issues, the red flag there for me is, well, who's not being honest with themselves? Who's not speaking their truth? Who is just giving in and allowing the other person to kind of take the lead? That's what comes up for me. So I'm going to get into specific ways that you can gain the ability to see the shadow for what it is and not take it personally. And then just some behind the scenes look of what me and Ryan do in terms of things that we say to each other in the heat of the moment when the energy is rising and we're about to like go head to head, like things that we say when one of us is more deep in shadow than the other and how we reroute each other. But for now, I want to get into the second lesson that I've really learned. And that is when you are in the honeymoon phase and when you first get into a relationship with someone, it is so easy to just want to spend so much of your time with them and really like become obsessed with your relationship together that you forget about your own self practices. So that's an experience that I had is when we, when we first got together, like we were together a lot and we loved being together. I loved that time. But what ended up happening is I, I, I kind of dropped off all of the self-care practices that I had for myself and I put my relationship and my business at the forefront and kind of left myself behind. And what I ended up doing is throwing myself into a dark night cycle because I wasn't taking the proper care of myself in order to really anchor into like myself, into my energy. I had no grounding energy. I had no like consistent practices that I was doing for myself in order to create the self-trust that I needed for my business and for my relationship. So what and like what I really want to just emphasize here is Make sure that you are spending time with yourself, for yourself, even in these conscious relationships. I have to spend a lot of time by myself. And the way that I kind of navigate this, and this is something that's fairly new since moving to Colorado, when we kind of got a reset on our um, on our life, right? 
And what we've been doing is having really quality time together. So we will be very intentional with like different hikes that we do. We're going snowboarding or going on a day trip. We will be intentional with that time. And when we're together, we're together. We're not on our phone. We're not, um, you know, like chatting with other people or doing our own thing when we're together. It's like we are intentional at being together. And because we take that time and do that, it it feels so much easier to then spend time alone or with friends or, you know, doing other things that are outside of our, like, this outside of the center of our relationship. And it's because we know that we've art, like, we've had that time together. We've really, you know, we make each other a priority in that way. And then we also allow room for each of us to go and do what we love to do. And um, not to say that we don't love what we're doing when we're together, but it's like he does Brazilian jiu-jitsu like a lot of nights of the week and I do my own self-care practices. And um, it's like I spend a lot of time doing that. So it's really, really, there was just a huge shift that happened when we got very intentional with the time that we spent together and so it allowed that alone time to feel like, you know what, I can have this alone time because I have already put so much energy into my relationship. And that comes to another point too. And that's, you know, the relationship that you have with someone is a separate entity than either, than just each of you alone. So the way that I see this is there's two pillars that are going to hold up a roof. And you can't have a roof, a solid sturdy roof held out by just one pillar with another pillar leaning onto that pillar. So you have to have your own sense of self, your own life in a way, and then also have your life in your relationship. And that is what is going to create a stable foundation for your life, for your relationship. And I think that each of those aspects then need to be nourished, right? Like you need to nourish yourself. Your partner needs to nourish themselves and do what lights them up. And then you both have to put energy into this separate entity of the relationship. All right, so going back to how we are in conflict together, because that's the, I think that's the hardest part for for so many people in relationship is that we make conflict mean that something is wrong when it does not have to mean that. And in fact, I would say that a lot of time it doesn't mean that. What conflict actually shows is that you are honoring yourself, you are speaking your truth, and you are uh, basically in, in the pattern cycles of healing your childhood shit which is what the function of relationships are. Like we are in relationship to be shown the aspects of ourselves that are not healed within. And in order to really be able to put this into practice, you have to gain the ability to separate yourself from the the heat of the moment, the heat of the, the conflict, whatever's happening. You have to be able to take a step back and be like, okay, Something is going on here right now that is within them, but that doesn't mean that I have to automatically be defensive about what they're saying. 
I can allow them to get out whatever they need to get out and I'm just going to stand here and I'm going to like calmly breathe through it and I'm not going to take it personally because it's not personal. So creating that space is a very challenging space to get to. It's a um, it's a practice. It's something that you have to be consistent in uh, adult tea practice. That is that is the thing that I can recommend for you and for, for you to do. Do it consistently and you will be able to you will gain the ability to do this. You will be able to do this. But without the ability to pause and separate from the high emotion and the energy coming at you, without the ability to create that space, you will become automatically defensive, you'll shut down, or you'll become reactive. And that behavior in itself shows that there's a wound within you that is saying that this person is not allowed to have this response right now. And it shows that there's wounding that that you blame yourself, that you're you're internalizing it as if you've done something wrong. But that's not true, especially in relationships like this. Like it is not true because what you're doing is you've actually poked a wound in them that they their conscious mind thinks that it's about you but subconsciously you're reminding them about something that happened in their childhood that they have not healed yet so to give a real life example of my relationship when ryan is in this state of being really frustrated at me i go into the adult t space i anchor in and i literally allow him to go off and say whatever he needs to say and I remain calm. I remain remain steadfast in who I am. And after he is done kind of coming at me with all this stuff, I'm like, okay, what else? Like, what else do you have to get out right now? Let's get it out. And so he'll, you know, go say more, say whatever, like whatever in that moment, he'll, he'll release and tell me. And remember, this is all the things that he's saying. It's about things that I have done. It's things that are wrong with me. But I I know that it's it's a deeper issue. So I just remain open. I'm like, okay, you know what? Get it out. Let's get it out. And then I hear in what he's saying, I hear what the, the little child in him is actually wanting and needing from me. And what he needs 9.8 times out of 10 is to be acknowledged. He needs to know that the way he's feeling is valid. And the thing is, a lot of the times of what he's saying, it may not have been my intention to make him feel that way, but I can see and understand how it did make him feel that way. And so what I'll say back to him is, that sounds really frustrating. Like, I, I see that. I acknowledge how frustrated you are. And that immediately shifts everything. But I'll say what most people do is they get defensive. They get defensive and they're like, no, like I didn't do that. That's wrong. That's bullshit. And now I may be in my mind being like, this doesn't quite add up. Like I don't, I don't understand fully, but I acknowledge his pain. I acknowledge how he's feeling because I know that if I can get him to a calmer state, 
then we can have an actual conversation about things. So step one is to be able to create a pause, create a space within yourself. And step two is don't get defensive. And this is this is something that is going to be really challenging for most people. And it's because we feel as though we have to, if something is not true to us, then we have to make sure that other people know that it's not true. But the thing is, if you can allow someone to misunderstand you, and that's really at the core, like you have to be okay with being misunderstood and to trust that the truth will eventually come out. And then the third piece of this is to validate. Validate the feeling that they are expressing to you because it's real for them. Even if you don't understand how they got there, it is a real experience for them. So after the tensions have kind of come down through that validation, then I ask, okay, what needs to happen right now? What do you need? What needs to change? How can I make this situation better? And from there, we have an entire conversation. And the thing is, with whatever comes out, nine times out of 10, there is something for me to take responsibility for. There is something that I need to change in my behaviors that I wasn't seeing in the moment. And you have to be willing to see those things, to to understand their perspective and what is needed from them on their side and so through the conversation we come up with a game plan of like okay how are we going to work through this and then you know it's like okay i am committed to making these changes do you think that that is you know going to solve this issue and we we just talk about it now that's the ideal times that we've had and we've definitely had those times it is 100 percent um realistic like you can have experiences like that are there still times where our emotions get the best of us and our anger kind of runs wild 100 percent. so this is a little practice that we do for when it does get that way and the thing is there's always one person that's more mad than the other one And I think that it's on the person who is not as frustrated to be the one to like bring it back in, to anchor it into, okay, that's, we're not do that. Like we don't do that. So these are some, some words and phrases that we have in our back pocket to bring out when things get too heated. So the first thing, like no matter what happens, if it gets too tight, if the tension is too high, and we start like yelling or name calling or mocking or just stomping off, immediately one of us is like, we don't do that. We don't do that in this relationship. And you know, like that's it. It's, it's we don't do that, period. There's no more, there's no like reflex back to it. It's we say that to diffuse the situation and we let it be, we let it go. We don't hold it against each other. Also, sometimes people have bad days, you know. I sometimes wake up super sassy and sometimes he wakes up super sassy. And so on those days where we're already feeling on edge, we give each other a warning because that warning tells us, okay, we do not have to take whatever comes out personally, but yet at the same time, 
we know that if it goes too far, we're going to be put, we're, it's basically like we're asking to be put in our place when it goes too far. So, and that's basically the word that we use or the, the phrase that we use when it is going too far is we don't do that in this relationship. And it really diffuses so much. You'd be very surprised. Sometimes needing a breather is also necessary. So, um, you know, the whole like stomping off, like sometimes like I process things in solitude. I have to be alone in order to process them. So I will be like, like, I can't, I can't have this conversation right now. I can't have it. And I will walk away. And in the moment that is me doing the best that I can, but at least I didn't freak out and like name call and yell and scream and all the things that I used to do. (laughs) So, I mean, at times, like you're not going to do this perfectly and it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It's a practice and it's something that is consistent, like consistently evolving for me, continuously evolving for, for us. And for right now, like that, this is what works for us right now. And another thing here that I'm feeling really called to share is I always heard growing up that relationships are hard. It takes a lot of work. And I will say that, yes, relationships take work like just purely because we have unconscious aspects within ourselves that are brought to light in relationship. And that shit is hard to see. But I think that there's a difference between that and the hard relationships are hard that I was taught, which is when two people come together that are not truly aligned for each other and for their growth, things feel like a challenge often, like all the time. And relationships should not feel like that. It should not feel like constant work. There should be an ease and a flow and a and a like just essence, similar essence that you have to each other that you just vibe, that you just get each other. But I think for some reason we're taught that relationships are hard so we need you know it's gonna be hard and and I just don't agree with that what I actually see that energy is like you know gears on a bike how the gears have to fit into one another sometimes those gears get rusty and you've got to clean them out but then they work really well again right you lube it up and they work well again that that's a, an aligned aligned relationship. It's it's going to get a little rusty every now and then and you're going to have to go in and heal some things. But when you're with the wrong person, it's like trying to shove two gears that don't fit together together. And it just feels like a constant fight. And I would say that that means that you're just it's not an aligned relationship. All right, so let's get into these questions that I've been asked. I have a question on gender roles and being, you know, I consider myself to be an alpha female, um, feminist, if you will. And I like, I, I love my independence. I love taking care of myself and I do not, I absolutely do not tell me what to do. I will freak out. (laughs) So, I mean, that's like a whole wound of a whole other thing, but anyway, When it comes to gender roles with me and Ryan, we're still figuring this out. He comes from a very traditional household where uh, his mom was a stay-at-home mom for a lot of the time and his dad, you know, always worked and did uh, the manly things, right? And 
I like I think that he a lot of time he like expects me to do some of those like motherly things like he would rather ask me where something is instead of look for it when it's like you know like I'm in the middle of something I don't know like you can look for it yourself you know and to be honest like that has been a frustration of mine in our relationship and I think that he, it's like that he's just programmed to be like that because he always had that. He's been very quick to um, ask for help, whereas I was always very independent growing up, and I I would rather figure it out on my own than ask for help. So we're very opposite in that way, and that has definitely been like a sticky point for us. But the thing is that recently, actually since moving to Colorado and getting into our new home routine and our cleaning schedules and uh, like grocery shopping and meal making the meals and all of those things I like I work a lot and I actually probably work more than he does when it comes down to it and I did not I was not okay taking on the responsibility of you know, doing a lot of the cleaning and making most of the meals and doing the grocery list and grocery shopping, like that ha- has been a lot. And it's, it's been something that we're, we're still navigating. We're still trying to figure this out because it doesn't feel fair to me to play those roles, to do those things when I am working more than he is at this point. So that is kind of something that you know, we have to figure out because the thing is too, I love cooking. I love to cook and to bake. And that's part of my stress relief uh, thing. Like I love being creative in the kitchen. And so it's like, okay, if I'm taking this on and happily taking it on, how can you take some lo- a load off of me? You know, like in, in terms of our shared responsibilities. So I think it comes down to, being open and honest with each other about how you're truly feeling and what you would like help with. Because once I said something to him about it, he was like, yeah, you know, like you're right. Okay. So how are we going to, how are we going to balance this out? How are we going to figure it out? And he was very open and willing to have that conversation with me. And I think too, there's a part of this that, you know, being this like alpha female and like independent woman I still want to be taken care of by him, right? Like there's still a femininity to it of wanting to just relax and like be held up by him. And I think that there's just, I don't know. I I think that there's something to it. I haven't quite, I guess, seen the full picture for myself, but I just kind of go with how I'm feeling and what I need in the moment and being open and honest about what that is because I think that that's the piece that people don't normally like go that far they question themselves or they make themselves think like oh I shouldn't want that or oh I shouldn't have that or oh I'm this so that means that I can't have that it's like we create all these stories about how we should be but what we really need to do is think about and and lean into our bodies and feel into what do I really want though? Like what feels really good for me? Because when I was being all frustrated about like cooking every meal, 
like, and I was frustrated about it. But then when I sat down and asked myself, you know, like, what's, what's really here? It was like, I love cooking. I love doing this. And I like, I, I love it. So why do I have to make it wrong just because of the imbalance that I'm perceiving? So there's a lot here. And I think it just all comes down to be honest with yourself and really check in and look into what are the stories that I'm telling myself about what this has to look like or what this has to mean. All right. And another question I got was, how do you support each other's growth? And this is something that's ever evolving because as we grow and change, the things that we need grow and change as well. But I think the biggest thing that we do for each other is we point out when we see a blind spot. And the blind spot meaning where we see the other person holding themselves back. And we have a lot of like deep conversations as well where I'll, it's usually me being the one to like bring up, um, hey, like I've been feeling this way. Like, what do you think? And I just ask questions. Asking questions is how you can help people uncover their their blind spots. And also just being like, hey, do you mind? You know, I noticed I noticed this. Like, do you mind if I ask you questions about this? Or do you mind if I kind of point out what I'm noticing for you? And we always ask, like, we ask permission first. Like, don't just go in and assume that it's okay to, you know, drop bombs on people when sometimes, like, Sometimes their system's not ready to hear it. Sometimes they're not in a good place to be able to hold what you have to say to them. So asking first, you know, hey, I know I've noticed some things. Like, are you in a good spot right now? Like, do you think we can have a conversation around this that might be a little triggering for you? Because, you know, whenever you point out blind spots for people, it's it's things that they don't really necessarily like to see, right? So it can get uncomfortable. So just asking like, hey, do you mind if I point this out? You know, it might piss you off a little bit, but, you know, I'm, I'm doing it because I love you and because I see that, you know, you say you want to go here and do these things, but what your actions are, are showing is, is actually this. And then we just try our hardest to not take things personally and to understand that each of us are coming from love. Each of us wants to grow and to become the best versions of ourselves and if that is at the center of our relationship then all the rest you know is all like any negative shit that comes in or any perceived judgment is coming from a wound and so we don't have to take that personally so I mean I know that this goes back to what I you know started out this podcast sharing but it really does come back to your ability to remain steadfast and strong in who you are and to be able to create a gap and a space between what you're what you're perceiving and what someone's telling you and sharing with you and your reaction to it like you there's a pause period in between that you will be able to create for yourself if you take on the adult tea work and do it consistently that is going to have that's going that's going to allow you to gain the ability to create the pause that is needed in these kinds of relationships because the thing is you're not going to grow and change when you are fully in comfort all of the time it's the discomfort that 
triggers your like system to be like, hey, I don't like how this feels. Let's change it up. Let's shift it up. And so, you know, like it's it's going to be uncomfortable things coming at you. But if you both are on the same page of, you know what, I want to use this relationship to grow and to develop myself and each other, then that's like, make sure that you continually go back to that. I hope that this episode has been inspiring for you to deepen your relationships and to get closer to your loved ones. All of these same techniques, you can use it with friends, with coworkers, with family. Like you can use it with other people as well. It's it's not, you know, exclusive to romantic relationships, but that is the the um, vehicle in which I've learned these techniques is through romantic relationship. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you enjoyed it. I would love if you shared it with a friend who you think could benefit from hearing these things. And if you have any other questions, feel free to email me. I would love to do another segment like this again. I do happen to see a lot of women in my healing sessions and coaching that are basically our our sessions are revolving around romantic relationships and how to call in, you know, the person that is meant for you and who you can grow and align your life with. And also, how do I know that I'm, you know, in an aligned relationship and not in one of those relationships that's like the two gears that don't that don't belong together. So if you're feeling inspired and and called to schedule a healing session with me, you can click the link in the show notes and we can we can figure it out because discerning different relationship energetic dynamics that's that's my strong suit so I would love to help you all right I am sending you all so much love